it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Wow! I should be saying wow, but it's always, I mean, we hired an athletic director already? We just heard the Shane Lyons interview. Bam, bam, boom. Ren Davis. Or no, excuse me, Ren Baker, right? Stephen Baker, touchdown maker. Ren Baker, the touchdown maker. Maybe he can build Morgantown back up again. All kinds of things happening in the motel. You know what's not happening? Neil Brown going somewhere else. But we'll get into all that. Unfortunately, we don't have I Also Hate Pitt because he's feeling a little sick. Actually, he sounds really bad. And I told him, I was like, this is the exact reason I'll be going on trips to Egypt, okay? (laughs) I'll be going on trips to Egypt for this reason right here. I like my health. But instead, we got our homeboy back again. He's showing up all the time. Chris Hall, Dub V Nation, Sports Illustrated, West Virginia, whatever, you know, name you want to shout out. Chris, what's up, man? What's up, man? Glad to be back. Unfortunate circumstances, but always glad to be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunate circumstances, but he's going to be okay. And you know what? We're going to be really, really Gucci. We're going to be good. So, hey, you know what? I'm going to let you tell Jordan Ty Curry to spin the beat so we can go with, I got five on it. Spin it, Jordan. Welcome back, RVK Nation, to another edition of I Got Five on It with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm your host, Jordan Tykeri, and let's get things kicked off with the first blank. Listening to Shane Lyons on Sportsline made me feel blank. Is it bad that I didn't feel anything? <laughs> um, I know he said a lot, but uh, considering what the interim AD, Rob Alsap, had already said, I guess he kind of verified some things, but it didn't make me feel any way. Uh, obviously, he had some things to get off his chest. Obviously, uh, expl- uh, understandable, but uh, I really didn't feel anything out of it. It was just kind of expected. For me, it was so refreshing. It was like, Chris, do you remember the first time you ever watched Avatar? Yeah. 
Avatar was something new. It was something different. It was something we hadn't seen. Shane Lyons being on Sportsline, like, like a lot of the things he said didn't surprise me. I don't think anybody in Mountaineer Nation was surprised with the things that came out of his mouth. What surprised me is that he got on the mic and did it. And even more, what surprised me even more was the fact that Sportsline is the one who brought him in to, to say his piece. So this is the first time we kind of got to go behind closed doors, behind um, the screen or the curtain to see, you know, what's really going on. And though we pretty much kind of guessed it, it was refreshing to see just something new. Like I said, kind of like Avatar. Man, it was refreshing. It really was to me. I guess I'm at a point where unless it's like that scene from Half-Baked where he quits the burger joint, uh, I'm just not that impressed. <laughs> he comes out and does that, man, man you got my attention. He, he's going pound for pound with movies, okay? <laughs> pound for pound with movies, okay? Number two. The hire of Ren Baker was blank. I think it was uh, a thoughtful hire. And what I mean by that, it, they, they said they were going to cast a wide net, and they did. You don't. I know a lot of people want someone from WVU or West Virginia ties, however you want to look at that. Uh, but I think, you know, they went out and felt they got the best hire for the job. So I thought it was a thought process. Yeah, my answers. We'll see. Now you're saying that I, I, I heard on another sports show that this was the first hire outside of West Virginia connections that, at AD that West Virginia had ever made. But for me, it's we'll see. When Neil Brown came in, we thought it was going to be a home run. I guess he has another prove, or another year to prove whether he'll be a home run or not. He sounds good. When I look about all the you know things he's doing, he's doing to raise money. It sounds nice. Unfortunately, I'm in that place with West Virginia when it comes to West Virginia athletics that I want to see it. I want to see it. So right now, my my feeling about him is, and you know, it sounds good, but yeah, we'll see. Number three, Neil Brown getting another year is blank. A little funny. <laughs> um, just because so many people are upset. And I understand why they're upset, but uh, it's a little funny just for that reason. Um, I know, I think the last time I was on here, I don't know if it was a week or two weeks when it was, but you know, talked about there might be a slight chance that he's returning um, for a lot of different reasons. And you can't really expect an AD to come in and, on a short short time yes, frame to put all all your hopes and dreams in his job and hiring a new coach. So uh I respect the decision. Um but it is a little funny. Uh I think it would I think patience can pay off. Um especially if it was the shortcomings in the NIL. So we'll see. Uh it's like you said with the A D. Uh it's an all we'll see situation because that's all we got. Well Neil Brown get Neil Brown getting another year. Um is what all these trust to climb apologists are all about. You know, it's all they ever wanted. <laughs> so they get another year. So uh, they, they, get, they get one more year and it's uh we'll see. <laughs> it's all, it's all they ever wanted. You know, that's my word. All they ever wanted. But I'm not all, uh, all those apologists. Won't they just want one more year? Hey, they got they it. Retain, hey. They retain everybody. And then it's like, oh, that was just year two with nope. everybody. You got it. You got it. <laughs> you got year it. one with an AD. I'm gonna make a poll changes. where you. I'm gonna make a poll where you have to say who you are, and then if you are part of this, give them another year. 
then uh, we'll see. And let me say, we're going to go in, and I'm going to admit that I was wrong about a lot of stuff. Something two weeks ago that you called out that I fought you on and I didn't have the same feelings, my feelings have changed. My feelings have changed, uh, and you were correct. Wait till we go in. I will let you know what it is. But for now, we'll go on to number four. Number four. Seeing Zach Frazier and Dante Stills make all Big 12 is blank. Awesome. Two West Virginia natives, Fairmont kids, represent West Virginia. That's awesome. Fantastic. Especially uh, when they play in the trenches. Uh, both of them. Frazier. And to make to make it a little better, they were both first-team uh, Big 12 selections as well. So not, they lived up to the expectations. Two West Virginia kids. I think that's awesome. Absolutely. I go with the same word awesome because it makes your heart swell. It makes your heart swell so much, not only because it's two West Virginia kids, but don't get it twisted. They had options. You saw the center from Notre Dame, uh, excuse me, from Marshall two years ago, go to Notre Dame. You've seen all type of Mountaineers leave for NIL deals and under (laughs) some other type of deals that have been made. These two kids could have went a lot of places. They could have left. They could have said peace. And I'd have understood it. It's about uh, benefiting yourself. But they stayed. And they were here. And now they're all Americans. Excuse me, not all Americans, sorry. Backtrack. All Big 12. I love seeing it. it, it it's it's amazing. It's great. I couldn't have more, um, what's the word for it? Respect? Yeah, that's the exact word for it. I could have more respect for these two kids. Excuse me. Men. I couldn't have any more respect for these two men who play for West Virginia. Love it. Number five. The X-Men, Xavier, versus West Virginia's The Mountaineers in Cincinnati. Blank wins. West Virginia wins. I'm giving West Virginia edge on this one. The Rowdy Mounties. Uh, just like their effort, their tenacity, uh, and seem to improve uh, a little each time out. Uh, I thought they made big strides earlier in the year, but you're seeing a little bit. Uh, improvement, and that's just because they're starting to play together. Chemistry, uh, like this team. I like this team. Uh, still skeptical, but I definitely like this team better than I ha- did going into the season. And I wouldn't have picked them to go in Xavier uh, at the beginning of the year. Only one who's going to protect you is yourself. And my heart's been bruised too many times. And I like what I see from this West Virginia team, and my head tells me West Virginia's going to win this game. But my heart says, baby, you don't see it too many times, baby. Protect yourself. And uh, you know what? This would be so West Virginia to be right on the brink of the top 25 after looking good and showing out against everybody except for Purdue, who's been whipping everybody else. Be on the brink of the top 25 and oh, have a setback. Kind of <laughs> feel a little setback. I'm going to X-Men, Xavier. Still love y'all. Just being honest with you. Well, that's it. I've got five on it. It's complete. We're going to go in. We're going to get more into the Shane Lyons thing. We're going to get more in this Ren. Um, keep want to say Davis. Ren Baker thing. We're going to talk more about Neil Brown. We're going to talk a little bit more about the, the Mountaineer basketball team. Getting to the NFL and college football schedule. Getting to CFP. Getting to it all. It is coming. I am going to let you know where I was wrong. I am so often right, but this one time, I'm wrong. Straight up wrong. We'll get into it, man. We're going in next. Rat me, boys! 
More than 100 schools available from home field apparel. If you like comfortable clothes, check them out. They are a partner with the Raspy Voice Kids and the 1012 Network. Use our code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-12, for a discount on your first order. 15%. Go get it. Tell them we sent you. Welcome one, welcome all, and you are listening live to the one, the only, Tortillas and Takes podcast. From football to softball to track and field, tune in to get the best coverage in everything that is Texas Tech. Not only that, but find out what unsuspecting star we get to interview and put on the hot seat. Whether you like corn or flour, eating them or throwing them, this tortilla is for you. So listen to Tortillas and Takes. And as always, stay wrecked, people. Wreck me, boys! I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in. And I'm We going in. Once again, it's Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix. I'm here with my homeboy. That was for you, Chris. Oh, what's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I thought if I elongated it and left a big enough pause, you would know to jump in there and let them let them know who you is. Nah, I, I fumbled the bag on that one, big time. It's all, it's all good. Chris wanted to start out by saying that he doesn't know why anybody likes soccer. <laughs> Men's soccer specifically, I, I'm unless joking. they wear the flying WV. <laughs> I was completely joking. I was completely joking. Just mess with him. Just I, he will never come back on the show ever again. Now, see. Thanks, no, that's Jeremy. what makes it fun right there. Thanks. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> Let's talk about something fun first. Let's start out with some light. Bryce Ford Wheaton declaring for the NFL draft. How do you feel about that? Uh, good for him. Uh, if he feels he's ready, that's fantastic. I don't know what another year at West Virginia would do for him as far as being prepared for the NFL. So he's one of those kids that uh, will definitely uh, probably get a better look than others uh, because of his special teams play. Um I can't think of anyone right off the top of my head as I put myself on the spot of guys you've seen in the league uh, two, three years slowly worked their way because they were on special teams. So, um. Well, I, I can tell you that I, I do know Gary Stills. A lot of his years, he was just a special teams phenom. Yeah, and I think so. So, if you can excel at that at that part of the game, man, they need those kind of players. Yeah, David Long, uh, right now he started, I think, first two years on special teams. Uh, you've seen what he's doing now, Kaiser White as well. So, you've seen guys make it and receivers fall in that same category because they're good gunners. Uh, they, they make good gunners and he's, he's actually him and Sam James both uh, are really, have been really good gunners for West Virginia. Man, that's a different angle than I would have ever thought about. I've really never looked at it from that aspect for me. I think it's just good for him, man. I, and I agree 100% with what you said. What's he going to gain by staying coming to West Virginia for another year? I think he's done what he's going to do and, and it's time to shoot your shot. So we wish Bryce Ford Wheaton the best. He stuck with us. He stayed here. He didn't transfer. Hey, hats off. Once once a Mountaineer, always a Mountaineer when it comes to him. Yeah. Let's get to the real nitty-gritty. Yeah, let's get to the real nitty-gritty. We're going to get uh, to the new AD, Ren Baker, here in a second. But Brand- uh, Brandon, Chris, did you hear that interview with Sugar Shane Lyons? I did. I did listen to that interview. And and I know you said like you weren't that wild by it, but you you didn't you didn't come away feeling like you got a little bit behind of the, the curtain scene of like what's I know that that, that we all kind of figured what was going on and we kind of had bits and pieces. And you even said 
You said two weeks ago when you were on this show, it's more about the NIL, and that's what I was wrong about. I was wrong because I said it's all about football. It is about football and about wins. But with the decision that was just made to keep Neil Brown and to replace Shane Lyons, makes me feel like people are siding with you a little bit, Um, the people who are making decisions that if Neil Brown was given more help in the NIL to keep those players that he recruited – that maybe he would be in a better position than what he is now, at least enough to give him another year. I was wrong. You were right. So going behind that curtain, it it didn't give you like a little, a little, I don't know, uh, just a, just different feel, just a, uh, I don't know. What is it? What is it? When the confirmation of what you already felt when you were listening to Shane Lyons talk. Uh, yeah, a little, but it was kind of the elephant in the room the last couple of years. Like, we watched guys leave. We all sat around and was like, But you, you say that, but there were a lot of Mountaineers who felt like I felt and felt, you know, like we didn't, uh, I understood that and I got that. But I also felt like these were failings of Neil Brown. And, and it's clear that I'm in the minority in feeling that way um, outside of, well, just the, the brass don't feel that way. Yeah. I mean, you can't, things are highlighted when you don't have the right tools, I guess, you know, you don't have the right support. So, you know, I know it's been said a million times, but Neil Brown's, you know, he's compensated fairly handsomely. Um, so a lot of the blame and everything will fall on his shoulders and he's the head coach. Everything falls to him. But at some point, like you have to start looking around and when you're on your third wide receiver coach and the other ones is left for G five jobs, um, that's not a good look. You have a small, you have a very low assistant coach pool for money. Um, you know, I was messing around the other day and you look at Cincinnati and Luke Fickle had a, a bigger assistant coaching pool. He was making more than Neil Brown. Yes, he had success, but that's at Cincinnati. Like that's a G5 program. That should never happen. Period. They should at least be matched and they should, definitely shouldn't have a more of assistant coaching pool. So obviously funds is a problem, but how much of it <clears throat> was it on the administration? Just not like we never knew what country roads trust was doing exactly. It was always vague, but now you see that since Shane's gone, now they're out publicly, right? Like you see a lot of them advertising and it just, it just seems so obvious when you have guys leave that weren't first team all conference players leaving for a program that hasn't had recent success. Okay. So, so Chris, so Chris, that all makes sense. And, 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 you know, that's what we're seeing clearly in the decision that the brass made, the higher ups made, but hearing, does it make you look at Gordon Gee a little differently hearing some of the things that Shane Lyons had to say when he's like, January, I got a new contract June. I got an evaluation, which said I was doing great. Two weeks before I was fired, Gordon Gee said, there's nobody I'd rather be in the, it, things are like rough right now, but there's nobody I'd rather be in the foxhole with other than you. And then two weeks later, he's on the chopping block. Does that make you feel any different about the people making decisions at West Virginia? Uh, not necessarily. I, I would, I have more questions on why Gee hasn't answered direct questions from the media. Uh, he's the guy obviously making the decisions. Um, I take a lot of criticism of a former employer with a grain of salt. Uh, I know there's some truth in it, 
Uh, no doubt about it. But I take it with a grain of salt. It was, you know, some your mind can change in two weeks, right? Very easily on things. Um, especially in a business where there's millions of dollars at stake. And if it wasn't, you know, if what Shane was saying that, you know, the trust and donors or whatever, he, the trust wanted him to reach out to the donors. Well, if the donors were wanting to reach out and they weren't able for whatever reason connect, or the donors were asking, well, why aren't we able to retain players and they were like, we would be willing to do it. How do we do it? You know what I mean? Like, there was obviously a disconnect, and it seemed to me, and Shane admitted it, that he wasn't yeah. willing to do some of those things. Yeah, you, you so know to what? Me, that was the biggest surprising part, that he openly admitted that he wasn't willing to take some risks, I guess. But 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 you know what? It wasn't about risk. And by the way, I feel like that's what he was trying to convey. The honest truth is, he said, I'll go up to the line, but I'm not going to cross the line. And we what, don't know what the line is. But he's That's talking about the line of being in trouble with the university being involved. Right. That's very well, clearly what he's saying. What is because we've seen Jimbo publicly asked donors for money. We've seen yeah. Nick Saban do it. So the- no, no, we may not know what that line is, but he didn't want to go to that line where they could get in trouble by the NCAA. I feel like the donors and and and, and Gordon Gee, these type of people wanted him to go way farther. They wanted him to squirt that line. They, I'm not saying cheat. But do everything that all these other universities are doing. Right. And and for people who say, I want to do it the right way. I want to do it the admirable way, the up just way. It seems like Shane Lyons was that guy. It seems like he wouldn't bend his principles. And I'm not saying that he was asked to, but I'm ask I'm saying that <laughs> he, he got into a gray area of <laughs> something of, he didn't feel comfortable with. You, you know what I mean? And because of that, he got he got the axe, and I get that. So I'm not going to even talking about um the the decision. Like I'm not going to talk about the fact that that he had other opportunities. That's that's one thing he said. He had other opportunities, but um, it, it all came clear to me when Rob Alsop, the interim AD, when he first met the media the day the news came out, and he first made first talked to the media. I mean, to me, he just, like, we did a podcast right in the parking lot from the stadium, and I said, like, look, he made a huge deal about the NIL in the portal. He mentioned it so many times, and when they talked about Neil Brown, he was like, we support him, and just moved on. And if you read people's body's language, that was not a concern. Neil Brown was not a concern. And by the way, I lost my thought when you were saying that. I'm not going to talk about the decision that, 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 that he said. He's like, Giving Neil Brown the extension is not a decision made in a vacuum. It's not. It's, there was a everybody was involved with that. Gordon Gee, the 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 donors, everybody said yes. This is something that we do. So I, I think a lot of us, especially me, and, and I'm not saying special me. I was just in the group. You know who am I? But there's a lot of people who were like, Shane needs to go because he gave Neil Brown the extension. But the reason why that's a moot point is. Now it's looking like the extension is not the reason why he's out. It looks like from what he's saying and what you called out two weeks ago, it's all about him not doing enough to retain the players that are leaving, which obviously they feel like is causing us to be five and seven every single year. So once again, I was wrong. You were right. But do you know what the situation tells you and tells us? Don't let anybody get in your way from advancement. I don't care how good of friends they are. 
Because Shane Lyon said, I had a lot of opportunities at West Virginia, and I told Gordon, I'm staying because the job is not finished. And he even went on to say, and quite frankly, I should have taken them offers. Looking back, I should have taken those offers. That's a hard lesson to learn later in life. Oh, later in Lo- life. Loyalty isn't everything. Amen. Lo- lo- loyalty. <laughs> do, do, do what's best for you. Everything else, you know, I, and I'm not that kind of person. I'm not a selfish person, but no, when it comes to there's point, definitely a line. When you're in a high stakes business like that, loyalty means nothing. Yeah. Like, you don't you don't want to apply it to everything, but when you're dealing with money that they're dealing with, loyalty means absolutely nothing. One day you're in a foxhole with somebody, the next day that dude done ran off the foxhole. That's right. <laughs> he he darted. You know what I mean? And and never get this twisted. And I'm not saying this about West Virginia. I'm just saying a lot of times, especially in work, because this is work, this is business, this is work. If it's you or me, when it comes to people, it's always going to be you. Yep. But let's talk about somebody that it is. Ren Baker, North Texas, new AD coming through. Now, I know this is just the first couple of days. We're just now getting to know him. Um, some people are spitting out facts. I think 247 uh, Sports said a few things that I'm going to mention. I think that are cool. I haven't looked them up, but this is what they said. What do you think about Ren Davis, the new hire as athletic director of West Virginia University? Uh, on paper, <clears throat> looks like a solid hire. Um, you got a young guy, looks like he's, you know, brought the attendance up at North Texas and made some nice hires. He's been there, what, six years? I believe he was there, seven seasons, if you want to count seasons. Um, well, I guess six and a half seasons, <laughs> but whatever. Um, uh, on paper, looks like a good hire. Young guy. Um, I, I thought it was, like I said in the earlier segment, I think it's a good hire because they, you hear so many things like, you know, when Harbaugh, when they were trying to hire Harbaugh and had Brady Hoke, you heard Michigan man, Michigan man, got to get a Michigan man. Everybody kind of wanted the West Virginia guy, got to get a WU guy. Well, I, I, I like that sense, but you also want to hire the best guy for the job. Um, this is a guy that's up and coming. So that's kind of what Western usually has to look for uh, when they're hiring guys like this. So I think it's solid hire. It's a kind of wait and see, and- but. And this, and this thing you're looking for, like uh, like the money coming in for NIL and, and fundraising was the big problem with Shane Lyons. I'll say 247 Sports, Ear Sports. I don't actually know who wrote the article. Somebody sent me a screenshot because uh, I have been work- I was working all day, so like I'm catching up on stuff. They did send me something that said, Baker is no- a noted fundraiser and has led record fundraising years at four different universities. Mm-hmm. If that's true, that's huge for us. Because that's, look, look, the whole thing that we're, we're talking about is players leaving because they're not getting that money. Because don't get it twisted. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. And that's what it's about. You could say loyalty. You could say, hey, you got a chance to start. You could say being in the Big 12. But when it comes down to it, it's the green. It's the paper. It's the money. And let me tell you right now to your face, with you, you would do it too. And I'm not talking about Chris Hall. I'm talking to everybody listening because there's very few individual individuals who are going to be Dante Stills. There are very few individuals who are going to be Zach Frazier. When the money comes around, people start changing. They start changing a whole lot. So having a guy who can come in, 
Hopefully he can do this with our donors. Hopefully he can do this with outside people and the NIL and all the things that I don't know a whole lot about. But I know for a fact that we need because it's something that we've been bleeding the last few years. Even if Neil Brown would have left and people were like, oh, look how many players would have left if you dude players have been bleeding for the last three or four years. What we need is somebody to stop the bleeding. And it looks like from a higher perspective. And like I said, we just saw the hire of Neil Brown a few years ago. So we don't know if it's, you know, if it's actually going to work out, but it looks from the outside looking in and from what we're hearing and seeing that what he's done, this is the kind of dude that we need at West Virginia. If we're going to have a chance to compete. Yeah. I mean, he grew North Texas numbers by huge numbers at North Texas. I mean, I understand Texas is like a football school and everything like that. Like, it's a football state, but that's North Texas. Like he, one hundred twenty-five percent revenue increase there. Like that's incredible. So, yeah, paper looks great. Uh, you know, you'd hope uh, it so, all works out. So, like, so I do like I do like that they're giving him time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I yeah. said, or like you don't want to come in like all right, make a hire for West Virginia. Like, no, come in, get acquainted with it. Let's see what we got. So what do you, so so kind of in accord with that? What do you think of his first move being Neil Brown? We're giving you another year. Uh, like a, it's the right move. He doesn't start till December nineteenth. Um, I think it's the right move again because you don't unless he had a top five list, and which he probably didn't for a power five school. Um, it's really not. You don't want to rush something. That because you're going to get rid of Neil Brown, and then your first hire is going to be your football coach, and that you're going to be judged on that. You got rid of a guy, and you're going to pay another guy probably the same amount of money <laughs> to come in and so if redo you, everything. If you see prime time, sign with South Florida uh, to be head coach, sign with Cincinnati Bearcats to be head coach, or go to the Colorado Buffalo, you're not going to feel a certain way. I'm going to be really confused if he's out with any of that school. Actually, I believe he released a statement, which he's down to three, those three schools. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll, I'll look again. I, I, I think I thought I saw that. I think those are three schools that have offered and shown interest. But I, I mean, look, we live in a time. Who knows? But I, I don't see like they're going to have to offer him a lot of money. It falls into the same category of fans who think we missed out on Matt Rule and Hugh Freeze. Like they were going to take the first offer that was given to them. So if he signs with one, one of those three schools, you're not going to have some kind of feeling. Because here's my question: If he signs for four million, sure, I'm going to be like, uh, if he uh, signs yeah. for six, if he sends signs for six million for any of those three schools. Are you going to be okay with it? Does, can West Virginia afford it? I'm asking you if he signs. I, yeah, because I don't think West Virginia has the money right now. That's my point. Like, there's a new AD that's going to come in and fire someone and say, "Hey, we're going to need to double our salary to go get Coach Prom at West Virginia." Okay, so you're going to be okay. Six million dollars. He's head coach of Colorado, and hey, we're yeah, just West Virginia. We don't have. You're enough also that adding in. Four, you're also adding another four million per year for Neil Brown. So it's $10 million a year for prom. That's what you're looking at. All right. I thought and I asked a question. That's not, that's not realistic. 
So yeah, <laughs> like you are where you are, West Virginia. Reality. Okay. I mean, I understand this poor West Virginia thing, but I feel like a lot of facilities have been being upgraded and a lot of money's been pouring into West Virginia and we're in the Big 12 with less teams. And I mean, I understand that we're not the richest state in the world, but I just feel like I'm, we can pile I'm the money if we want to. I'm 100% in spending money investing and I would be 100% behind Coach Prom, but missing out on Prom, like right now, like I don't feel like it's a miss. You know, so to speak, you know, you know, like it'd be different if West Virginia had a big flux of cash. If he came in and they were like, hey, here's a bunch of more money. Where where would you get a big flux of cash? I would assume from a big donor that West Virginia doesn't have. And how would you get a big, bigger donor by winning? By winning big? (laughs) Right. But you're not winning big. You're again, you're you're hoping to win big. Just like because it. Prime's a good coach doesn't mean he makes a good coach at West Virginia as well. I, I am a huge yeah. Deion Sanders fan. <laughs> but by the way, Deion Sanders fan. By the way, yeah. kind of like you did with Neil Brown, and when you gave him the extension, gave him all that piles and piles of cash. Yeah, but that's not that's the funny thing about that is those like if say Neil Brown had a good year last year before this year, and he won ten games and. Name a bit blue blood school that can afford it. That buyout wasn't for the blue blood. They were going to pay that two times over if they want him. That was for so he didn't leave for a job like Cincinnati. That's a lateral job or someplace like that. Like that money isn't isn't even that just, big of a deal. I just for feel like Virginia, I just feel like all right. I just feel like four million dollars. Would you rather pay four million dollars to Neil Brown at five and seven every year, or would you rather pay six million dollars to Coach Prime at nine and three? Correct. I agree with that. But you're not going to make that big of a splash right off the rip without the money. Again, you still would have to pay Neil Brown. Okay. And I don't think Prime is that big of a splash, in my opinion. He's oh, really when he when he when he when he, when he real quick when he had almost a better recruiting class at Jackson State than Big Twelve West Virginia. He brought in a five star and a few four stars. I understand that. I get. what I know what he's done down there. They're it putting is a Jackson animal. They, they put Jackson. Up, Against they put, better talent every week, like they put, he's not going to have the better talent every week. That's that's the difference. Yeah, like, but if you recruit like that at Jackson State, what in the world can you do in the Big Twelve? We'll see. No, Just we won't. Because, see. Like, no, look, we won't see. Seen, no, no. How many times have we seen people do well in the in G five or FCS and not make it in the Power Five or college okay. NFL? Like, hey, hey, I just got to ask these questions. A different animal. A different animal. I just got to ask these questions. All right, let's get I'm on. rooting for prime. Don't hate prime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love prime. Time. All right, let's get on to basketball real quick. Last thing we're going to we're going to look at real quick. Basketball has been uh pretty much I don't say up and down, but it's pretty much up. We lost one game to Purdue pretty much cuz we played Yao Ming Jr. Dude is like 7-4. He's a monster. I will say I do believe and I maybe I'm in the minority. I know we were down all game. I know we we're down by 10 all game. Watching our team play against theirs. We're in foul trouble. Stevenson's out the game. We don't know how to play against a really big man like that. I I kind of feel like we beat Purdue six out of ten times. I'm sorry. I just do. Doesn't matter. We lost that game. Boom. Then we come back to destroy Florida. What are you looking to for the Xavier game? And you can even talk about these other games that we played. Go ahead. Uh, it's their competitiveness. Um, you know, they, they had an opportunity against Purdue. You know, they really wanted to go in there and beat Purdue, obviously, and go beat Gonzaga and really be in the national spotlight. 
when they lost, it was really that port. It sounds silly, but it was that Portland State game. Um, just coming in, playing hard, playing the way they should. It just reminded me after the pit game. Uh, I forget who they played after that. You know, you come from power playing a power five school in a hostile environment, and you came in the next game and still played a hundred percent. So, seeing that competitiveness is what I continue to take away. That tenacity on the defense, uh, depth, 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 depth is crazy. And I, I, you can kind of start seeing the the core of the group, but I think the 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 big adjustment they made from game really from the first two games to that Florida game was defensively. Yeah. Um, they just, they're not, they weren't overplaying. I just thought that first game against Purdue, they were just running circles around those Purdue guards for no reason. <laughs> like it was yeah. just unnecessary. And, like just stay in front of them. And they did that against Florida and they just. And, and when's, when, when's Jose Perez supposed to come? I mean, like be, be like playing ready for game time. Do you know? That's an NCAA decision, so it could be tomorrow. It could be a month from now. But just think about that. You add him into the conglomerate that we have at guard, the, the two Kobe, the, the two Johnson brothers, Toussaint Stevenson, uh, uh, veteran leaders, defensive players, and you add somebody like Jose Perez, like our team is just nice. And I already said I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid before we start conference play. Unfortunately, I may have taken a few sips when no one was looking. <laughs> and, it's hard not to get excited when they're winning the way they win. It's really hard, I'm telling you, man. Um, and and I've said some stuff off record, but you know what? I'm not going to say it on record because I'm sticking to my guns. We will wait till we start the Big Twelve play. I will also say um, Xavier. So if you look at Xavier, you look at them. I think they're four and three. Don't get it twisted. That they're, they're a really good team. Have you looked at the teams they played, Chris? Yeah, all three losses, I believe, are to top twenty-five opponents. They lost to Indiana, uh, ranked Indiana. Did they lose by a bunch? No, they lost by two points. They lost to Duke, ranked Duke. Did they get blown out? No, they lost by seven points to Duke, seventy-one sixty-four. Gonzaga, the mighty Zags. We know about them. What was the score there? 88-84, they lost by four points. So, yes, they have three losses, but the three losses were to really good teams, and they weren't by a lot. They also beat the same Florida team. Now, we beat the crap out of Florida. They only beat Florida by seven. But they got some good players. They have a seven-footer. Yes, he's not seven-foot-four, but he's a seven-footer. He's a big dude. Jack Nunge, I'm, I think I'm saying his name right. If I don't, if I'm not, huh, he should be a better player. I would know his name. Jack Nunge, who's... Who's averaging good good amount of points? And the other dude is Kobe Jones. He's six six. You know those dudes can put up points and could can put up baskets. But um, it's gonna be a battle. You know we're going to their house in Cincinnati. Don't get it twisted. West Virginia is still a, a household name. Like when you, we play teams, they get up to play us. They get up like they're playing a big boy because we're West Virginia. So we're gonna have to fight. But I think our team, uh, I think our team is ready for the fight. And even though I do think we lose, um, I, I, I feel semi conf I, I feel confident in this team in the long run this year. Yeah, this is this is obviously a good Xavier team. I think they actually play tonight, Wednesday night. Um, they're they're balanced. Is it Sean Miller that's their coach? I forget. I should probably know that, but uh, it's one of the Miller brothers. Uh, I believe they're in. Yeah, you mentioned it. West Virginia definitely is a brand name uh, for basketball. It's a big school in basketball, and then you have a Hall of Famer in Bob Huggins. 
Amen. And, and that's a big thing. Yeah. And they, those, those old Xavier fans out there definitely remember Huggins when he coached at Cincinnati. Absolutely. They are going to be geared up for this game. It, I've already seen that ticket prices are skyrocketing uh, for this game. So, yeah, that place is going to be rowdy, probably going to be rowdier than it was at Pitt. And it is definitely going to be a dogfight, but this team, they won't flinch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> will Amen. Not That's what I was going to say. I don't, I don't think our team's going to flinch at all. <laughs> no. Nah. They won't flinch. That's why I give them the edge uh, because there, there's one guy, I mean, I don't, he gets a lot of love. There's no doubt. But right. Emmett, there's one guy that probably doesn't get enough love uh, for his, he, he is, I know Huggins has said it, but he's the glue guy. And yeah. he just moves, no, he, is. He, he bridges the gap yeah. between Huggins and the players, especially the new guys. Uh, he, he, you know, um, he really mentors the younger players and gets them to understand what Huggins is and what, like, he is a big piece to I this think, team. I think Huge them piece. three. It's on and off the court. That I think them three. Matthews, Stevens. And uh, Stevenson, right? Stevenson and Toussaint, they are the guys who are showing this leadership, this upperclassman leadership. You got to put so, Keely in there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and and you talk about Xavier being hungry and crazy and blah, blah, blah when we go down there. I think you're exactly right. Ain't nobody scared. Okay, you're a goon. What's a goon to a goblin? Nothing, nothing. You ain't scared nothing. That's what it is. Like, I don't think these guys, I, that's what I love so much about these. Like, it's there's a little chip on the shoulders, getting technical fouls, getting in people's faces. Look, I'm not trying to be about the disrespect, but I am about, um, I am about being about the, you're not going to try to big time me. This is my court. I don't care for in Cincinnati. Oh, man, I'm getting a little hyped. I need to calm down. I'm getting hyped. I'm, I'm getting hyped over here. Oh, I just, I just love the grit. I love the fire. I love the passion. And I don't, I don't think I don't, nobody's going to punk us. And I don't think we're going to be scared of the moment. Like I said, I do think we lose, but I think that if we met them in the tournament, we're going to win because I feel like we may make a deep push. But I'm not going to say that live on on air because I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. Okay, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not drinking the Kool Aid on air. Trying to compose myself. This is the best I can do. Are, just are, you, are you trying to say that they're, they're, they're national title contenders? You said deep push. I got questions. Deep no, push? What's a look. deep push? Ah, ah. Well, you said it. You this my, said it. This is my show. You ain't, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna get me to say that. No, no. I'm gonna have some self control. Um, are they going to be Kansas at Kansas this year since they're not going to get punked anywhere? I am they're going to show one? some self-control. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you like the players do. You know, we're just focused on Xavier right now. <laughs> Breaking. Jeremy just said <laughs> Big 12 chance. We're going to take up one game at a time. Um, and Xavier's next on our schedule, okay? So that's all I got. All right, man, you ready? All right, we're going to do our last thing that we do. We're going to get into what's going on this weekend in football and foosball. We could talk about football, uh, the football, the uh, the the World Cup, because I definitely get down with that. And I saw the Americans beat Iran. And I saw Christian, how's he, how do you say his last name? Polsnick? Polisnik? I don't know how you say it. All I know is that dude put it on the line. The reason why I want to give him a shout out because he looked like a ball player. He looked like an NBA player, a, a baseball player, a football player. But somebody put their body on the line. A baseball player running into home plate, running through the catcher. A, a receiver catches the ball across the middle. 
a dude going up for a dunk, even though he knows he's going to get hammered by Bill Lambeard. Like when he went through and made that goal, he knew he was going to be crushed and he did it anyway. And now he's hurt. I don't know how long, but they won the game, bro. Big time, big moment. And look, everybody buying your jersey if y'all win just a couple a couple more. So that, that that's my roundup for the World Cup. Nobody's really impressing me. Brazil has two wins in a row. They weren't really impressing me. There's been no team that I've watched. I'm like, oh, man, they're head and shoulders over the rest. France looking good. Spain had a nice little win. Germany surprised me with their loss. Um, Japan, you know, looking pretty good. But there's no team that I've looked at. I'm like, wow, are you watching them? Now, I will say with Brazil, Neymar got hurt. Either way, I'm getting a little out, outside of the lines because we'll go back to NFL football. But I will say the Americans advance to uh, knockout round against the Dutch, the Netherlands. Uh, I don't know what day because I'm not looking on my ESPN app right now. But World Cup comes around once every four years. It's a beautiful thing. On to the NFL, man. What's your first game you're interested in, man? Oh, we're doing NFL first, not college? All right, well... well I told you last time. I said always NFL first. Oh, always NFL first. All right. Well, I, I'm going to be a homer. Bills Patriots. Great game. Got to get it within the game with those guys. Thursday night. Always, I'm always going to pick Patriots. I don't know if it's going to be a great game. Bills are pretty good. Uh, the Patriots <laughs> starting to hit their stride a little bit. They're six and five. Got to no. starting centers out. That hurts. We got Myers is out. Harris is out this week. Not probably I, not a good game, but it is Thursday night game. Only NFL me, game on. Give me the Chris Berman catchphrase for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I don't remember because you put me on the spot. No one circles a wagon like the Buffalo Bills. There you go. Love it. They're eight three. They don't need to circle anything. They're they're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they can take an L. <laughs> Let me tell you a quick early game that I am interested in. It's the Green Bay Packers who stink and the Chicago Bears who stink but have a, a very entertaining quarterback. The reason why I personally care about this game is because Aaron Rodgers so arrogantly said, I own Chicago. Bills may not be playing again this week, so. Never mind. Don't care. Next game. <laughs> <laughs> It, it changes. It changes so quick. If Justin Fields doesn't play, there's no point to watch. I just I can't stand Aaron Rodgers, and I love. And if the Bears beat him, it would be so great because he was so arrogant when dealing with them. Well, he's won a bunch. Like I'm not a no, big Aaron Rodgers. No, he's, fan, like, but he's, he's like 25 and three against the Bears. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely right about what he says. Fair, fair enough. I don't. I mean, honestly, outside of that, I mean. You got to put Gino, right? Gino's got to be a game to watch. Vince Rams, he's got to get a bounce back game off Absolutely. Of last week. He put up good numbers, but he had two opportunities to win that game. That was a little disappointing. So now, I expect now, them to bounce back with the Rams. I, I will say there's no other games that you're like kind of interested in. 10 and 1 Eagles, 7 and 4 Titans. Doesn't interest you? Not really. It'll probably be a good game, but it's at Philly. Like that's probably more of like if you're a Titans, you need it. Eagles don't need it. Do you know what a huge but underrated it's not, game? It's not, it's not a conference, so it doesn't have any like direct correlation. I'm still know, a division rivalry. Guy. Do you know what the hugest game for me is? Two teams. I think I think there's three teams in the AFC and two teams in the NFC who can actually win the Super Bowl. NFC, the two teams that I think are going to the NFC Championship. Are the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys? Those that's my pick for the NFC Championship. And I feel fairly certain in that. The AFC, it's the Chiefs, it's the Bills, and it's the Dolphins. 
Dolphins this, are too young. They, they haven't experienced enough yet. Their defense. Their Gotta defense give up is, for the Bengals, though. Their defense. We're quick. No, I do not. The defense. <laughs> the, now we're going to get to them in a second. The defense is whack. The offense is outstanding. This week, 405 on Fox, it's Dolphins and 49ers. The 74 49ers, 8 3. Uh, Miami Dolphins, the, uh, the 49ers have been absolutely on fire, especially after getting Christian McCaffrey. The Dolphins get Tua back and are looking like a juggernaut, too. I think this is this could be a preview. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm just saying these are really two really good teams who are playing really well right now. I, I definitely want to see that. I don't like the Niners offense <laughs> for the, for me to pick them anywhere. Now, but I did, well, miss, I did miss the Bengals in the Chiefs game. That's a that's a, that, 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 that was my main thing. How in the world could you miss that? I mean, Joey, Joey ball game, Joey Burrow, two yeah. in a row, not one, two in a row, and one to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, this is going to be huge. In Cincinnati? Oh, that's Sunday, too. Snap, it just hit me. I could go <laughs> to the Xavier game and then stay for the Chiefs game. Yeah, if you oh. want to buy me a ticket for the Chiefs game, let me know. <laughs> yeah, well. I'm sure that's going to be a, a nice price tag on that ticket. Yeah, I'm. A, you know what? I'm gonna let all my extra uh, comments pass after <laughs> I hit stop on recording. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, 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 that just hit me. But those are the games in in the NFL that intrigued me: the Chiefs, Bengals, the Dolphins, 49ers is a big one, and I mean Bills, Patriots. Just because that's Thursday night football, so get your prime video on, and you gotta get that Geno on. Oh, Hopefully you always Gino. see him on the East Coast. Hopefully, it's on TV. It'd be nice. Gino versus the Rams, and this this is one they got to win. If they win, they're one game back of the 49ers. So, just in case you didn't know who you're rooting for with the Dolphins, 49ers, you're rooting for the Dolphins because yep. Niners are one game up on Gino. Two games because right now they have the head to head. The head to head. All right. So we. So we. I'll say we. We need to gain as much as we can. We need the Seahawks to beat the Rams. Three and eight Rams. The Rams better not look like last year's Rams. All of a sudden when they play Geno. But Seahawks seven and a half point favorites. We'll see how it goes. But for everybody, you're rooting for the Dolphins to beat the 49ers. All right. College football. Let's get into it. The CFP was made. It went Georgia. I'm doing this from memory. Georgia, then who was the next one? I can't remember. <laughs> Michigan, Georgia. Because <laughs> nobody else matters, okay? Because <laughs> nobody else matters. Anyway, Georgia, <laughs> Michigan, TCU, and USC. Those are the four in right now. Ohio State gets five, which I do not know how. I understand you only have one loss, and Alabama has two. Alabama lost by four points. In two games, ranked to, t- to ranked teams, and you, the last time you were seen on TV, were getting blown out, twenty two points at home, at home. That should be a wrap. If the last time people seen you play football, you lose by twenty two at home and get ran out the building, that should be it. But what? Are, but it doesn't matter. Ohio State's number five, uh, Alabama's number six. Uh so championship games this weekend, man. Which ones are you interested in? Uh, definitely TCU Kansas State is the best matchup. <laughs> it is, but it doesn't matter if TCU loses; they're going to keep them in. Uh you think if they lose, they're still in the four? 
that's that's what everybody I, I listened to the panel and everybody on the panel said if TC yeah, loses, I, don't trust, still I don't trust that at all. But. Me neither. Me neither. My whole time I thought if TC yeah, it was making me mad. I'm like, okay, so let's say Michigan loses to Purdue, Michigan will still be in. And that it was making me mad because I'm like, but if TCU loses, they're not going to be in. But watching these shows, Kirk Herbstreit, and I can't stand Joey Galloway. Joey Galloway and all of them were saying, look, if TCU loses, they're still going to be in. I believe it when I see it, but this is what they're saying now. The biggest yeah. game, obviously, is the USC game because if USC loses, they're out. And Ohio, we just got beat by 22 points at home, is in. I think they still might put in Bama. For the reason you said they only lost what, me too, like three points me too. But how do you justify hopping Bama over Ohio State? What did you just say last time? It, no, Ohio no, State? no, no, no. I, 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 <laughs> no, I, I said, I, I said all that stuff, but you still ranked them a spot ahead of Alabama. So in a week, what changed? That's the biggest thing. It's like it's like a call on the field. The call on the field. If you go to review it. The call on the field is more important, uh, not more important, but holds more water in a close call because the call on the field is usually going to stand or be, you know, inconclusive. Well, the call on the field was Ohio State in front of Alabama. So next week when you go to review it, what moved Alabama ahead of Ohio State? It has to be, you know, undisputable. And well, I, I don't see how you get there. If the if the BCS rankings are any, any indication, Alabama was fourth this week. Um, and every single year that the playoff committee has put in the top four teams, it's aligned exactly with the old BCS rating system. So there you go. <laughs> it'll it'll end up lining up if the if those one of those four teams were losing. All right. Well, well, there you have it, man. We just gave you our feelings. We gave you a whole show worth of stuff. A lot of stuff to listen to. We couldn't think, man, Chris, bro, coming on. I love it. I apologize to everybody that I also hate Pitt couldn't be here, even though I tweeted about it. I know dude was sick uh, like that. So maybe next week. Huh? Well, I don't know. We'll see. If not, Chris Holbe been back again. <laughs> <laughs> man, we appreciate you, dude. I love being on, man. It's always fun. All right, bro. We'll catch up with you. Get at us. Let us know where we were right. Let us know where we were were wrong. All right, your boys, RVK. Peace. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.